0: Sounds like there's one less of us today. That's because there is one less of us. Josh Di Mateo is getting a COVID test right now. Um, but fingers crossed, he's all good. He's been getting his vitamin D and vitamin C. I'm sure he'll be fine. But so not as always, I'm joined by Sixers in morning, Jazz in morning, fan in morning, Matthew Beatty.
1: Yes, it's it's been a bad weekend. The the results of these these semifinals have not gone the way of my my multiple
0: teams, <laughs> and uh, me the the Nora of all uh, results. The knower of all results. How many how many bets are still alive, mate? Well, you know what the problem with betting on your enemies is when they go down. There's there's nothing nothing left. But thankfully, <laughs> uh, my hedging strategy. I, I bet the box when they were when they were down two zero. But the Hawks, when they were down two-one, never wavered. I never thought the Bucks would lose. Never in doubt. Um, but look, we're going to kick off with. I think we'll call it the Ben Simmons funeral episode, baby. I, I can't imagine that this man is on. Is on the Sixers this time like, oh. next year.
1: Um, I. I this mean, was we're, brutal. Obviously, this is red hot off what we're recording. It's it's Monday evening. The game fin- g- game seven finished earlier today. Uh, we can't get any more recency bias than than right now. <laughs> the streets of Philadelphia are probably ablaze. Cars are being flipped. The riots. there's riots. There's there's jerseys being burned.
0: Yeah, it's brutal, yeah. man. Yeah, I've seen a few Simmons jersey, burning jerseys already. It's man, and but you're right. This is. This is the bottom. This is as bad as it's been for Ben since he's come in the league. I mean, as what you, I saw it was the worst free throw shooting performance on m- uh, minimum seventy attempts in any for any playoff player of all time. Um, I think it all came to a head when he's got th- a dunk. The only person in front of him is Trey Young, who he can barely see. He's so small, and he passes it to Matisse Theibel, who has to go out for a dunk and gets fouled. And he's like, fuck now, you're going to make me try and shoot these clutch free throws. And Embiid in the post game was like, I think the moment was when we had an open shot and then we only were able to hear one of two free throws. Yeah,
1: they they really didn't miss in the in the, the press conferences after, both Embiid and, and, no. and Doc Rivers really. I mean, Doc has yeah. been an ardent supporter of, of Ben yeah. all season, trying to defend him and... I suppose now that the season is over, you can kind of maybe be a little bit more candid and and maybe be a little bit more truthful because it kind of it kind of crept out a little bit for for Doc.
0: Yeah, I mean, what was the comment? They um, asked him, "Can Ben Simmons be your point guard on a championship team?" Yeah. And he said, "I don't know." I mean, that's to be honest, that's a pretty positive answer. all things considered, what happened in in this series, um, I mean, look, the Sixers, they. They blamed Al Hawford. They blamed Brett Brown. I mean, it, I've been saying it for for two years now that these two guys. I mean, you've you've you even kind of agreed that um, that they probably shouldn't play together. But um, the, even the most ardent Ben Simmons defenders I saw today on Twitter, Ben Dietrich's famous uh, Twitter, Sixers Twitter guy, offered an olive branch for all the trade Simmons crowd, and it's like, mate. You're you're a little bit late to the party now because, like, what <laughs> the the Simmons for James Harden trade was? Um, can't believe the Rockets didn't do this. To now, it's like there's you'd be dreaming to get someone like James Harden for Ben Simmons.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, to go back to your question at the top, I think that's the difficult thing now for the Sixers. Obviously, it, it's it's a long off season ahead of us. But if you're Daryl Morey, if you're that front office, it's like, mm-hmm. what do you? What sort of a haul can you get back for this guy? Because his his reputation right now is rock bottom, and his contract is terrible. Considering,
0: man, yeah, and and when he but with this it's crazy because when he signed that contract, there was not many people that were like that bad bad deal. Oh yeah, was, it
1: seemed yeah. like a no brainer. Exactly, yeah, it's, it's it's and I don't think there was any sort of undercurrent of people being like, you know, what maybe Philly should just move off of this before they have to fork out for this extension. I don't think there was any of that. I think it was a pretty consensus like, we've got to pay Ben. And I don't know. I think if that happened again right now, if he was coming up like for that rookie extension, obviously not given the results today and in the playoffs, mm. but I don't think that sort of conventional wisdom would change. I think when you draft a guy first overall, yeah. you have that expectation that he's going to to be this sort of blue chip guy, so you have to pay him. But I think it's it's clear now that it's he he's just his limitations in the playoffs are are so bad that it's you, you can't afford to be paying this guy, you know, second best player on the team, money, uh, to and, and and he's not actually giving you that output.
0: I don't know. It's crazy, man, because because he you, you still see not not so much in this series, but even the first couple of games of this series, like he had had some nice some nice moments he's just in his head like i've never seen someone more in their head yeah. since maybe markel falls well, <laughs> i <laughs> Which i just crazy even
1: in the first half man like he had little stretches where he looked good i i think he's just the the biggest sort of example of uh, a f- half court versus full court just the massive drop off like we've always talked about him as a, obviously a great transition player but if he's in the half court he just he's useless he becomes a, an absolute zero factor. You're playing four on five.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he needs, he, he needs to develop. I mean, there's obviously a side of, of, of him where he hasn't developed anything offensively. Um, I think, I, I, I tweeted this earlier, I, I think best case for Ben, like as an Australian, and it's just like, it would be fun in general if Ben Simmons was able to get his career back on track and get kind of closer to what everybody thought he might become. And I think the the CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons trade, it's crazy, It's ironic that they used to be having Damian little for Ben Simmons uh, yeah. conversations, but that's definitely out the window. Um, but you put Ben next to Dame, not just from a fit perspective, but like a mentality. I think that someone like Dame can just instill confidence in you, more so than this Sixers organization that's just been up and down and up and down. and. Yeah, I think being next to Dame and this Blazers culture, which yes, they haven't won a title, but been competitive and had really fun moments, like fun. The Sixers have just haven't had a lot of fun since Ben's been in the in the league.
1: Yeah, I, I, look, I I kind of agree with most of your points. It, it, my thing that I'm a little bit worried about, and I, I hate doing this sort of stuff and trying to be a so like psychoanalyzing these guys, right? I hate this I hate when it gets into yeah. this sort of chat, but you can't help it after the result today and 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 the outcome of of, of that game and and Ben's performance. But I you start to question Ben's drive, mm-hmm. Ben's motivation, Ben's eagerness to just get better as a basketball mm-hmm. player because it, you you've always banged the drum that he hasn't gotten better at all really since he's entered the league no. essentially. Uh I I definitely agree with the Dame stuff. You know, I think Dame is, is one of the, the, the best leaders in the NBA. He, he constantly gets thrown up in that chat. Dudes go play with him and, and come away and, and say that he's one of the best teammates I've ever had. Um, I, I definitely think that that's – yeah, you, you, you kind of want to pair him with someone like that. But at the same time, I just – I don't know. We haven't seen anything from Ben that sort of suggests, you know, you know maybe I actually should get better. Maybe I, I should go away in the summer – and work on a jump shot or some post moves or a floater yeah. or any of that. You haven't seen like uh, the dude just probably just kick back and, and sit on the beach or play cod or whatever the fuck he does. Like he <laughs> ba- ba- bangs Instagram models. Like he, he's kind of happy to catch the checks and, and, and cruise by by being six ten and being faster and taller and stronger than hmm. most of the guys.
0: Yeah, man. I t- he's got all the, Gifts in the world, he really doesn't didn't doesn't have to develop much of an offensive game to to be way more effective than he is right now. Um, all right, I think we'll we'll probably have many of these conversations in the in the coming months, and I don't think it was all Ben Simmons's fault. Um, Tobias Harris was also on this team, and he was eight for 20, 24 today. At least he was shooting. I guess he had twenty four points, um, but I mean, as another max contract guy, he's he's not great on either end.
1: I McCoy? dude, I I, I think what? the the Sixers were. I mean, even Embiid, man. Like Embiid was obviously good, but like it, yeah. th- they all they make turnovers. mistakes. They all make. Yeah, they they there was a crunch time turnover there where it's just like that's that's such a typical Embiid thing to happen, and for it to happen in a game yeah. seven in the fourth quarter in crunch time, that's that's the Sixers. That sums up the Sixers. Like it's. <laughs> It's, it's, it's just so typical. I, I thought that we were past that given the, the coaching change and the sort of front office regime change last season. And obviously they had a really good regular season and they were the one seed. But it all this sort of stuff just rears its ugly head again in the playoffs.
0: I mean, look, I, I told you guys all year. I got I to back myself. I was like, once we get down to the playoffs, I hey mean, I don't know if, it, if it's just you for, if you forget every year but how different the playoffs is compared to the regular season, and especially when you get to games five, six, and seven of a series when you know what the other team's going to do, it's just buckle down and try and take pull-up jumpers and and what little bits of offense can you just go to that you know work? Like, the, the, they don't have any of it.
1: The game five loss, chose yes. the 26-point lead – that I, I was out then. Like I, I afterwards, yeah. I, I I was handing in my Sixers membership card. I I was mm-hmm. done. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, I the, if anything, the 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 Sixer that comes out best in this whole series has been Seth Curry. Like he's kind of, oh like my god, it's the one sort of maneuver that that front office has made that it stand the test of time, and they've actually kind of been validated for for how he's performed in this series.
0: Oh my god! If they didn't have Seth Curry, yeah. I, I, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy to
1: believe that we're even talking about him being the second best player on the team for a couple of playoff games but that's how it's been
0: oh he was the second best player for them on the in the series without without question even well he had 30 36 in game five yeah. and they um and they st- dude so i was i was out thursday night and um i had avoided watching the score all day i was going to come home and watch it we were at the pub at like 11 or whatever and the Sixers game was the highlights were on for some reason. How many Aussie random pubs, Carrington? Yeah. How many random pubs do you go to in this fastball highlights on? I'm like, I've waited all day, <laughs> um, and I and I see and I I see up until like middle of the third quarter. And I'm like, oh, they're up 26. I'll I'll go home and watch the fourth the, after this. I could not believe when I got home and I was a bit toasty and you know, I was just like in absolute disbelief of what was unfolding in front of my eyes. It was because a 26-point lead late in the third quarter, that's like if you've got a 20-point lead in the first quarter, I mean, in the first half, you can kind of see someone coming back. You still shouldn't blow it. But 26 late in the third and then just got steamrolled. It got so quiet, so, so quiet in that arena. At least tonight we had the atmosphere. And it was awesome. Like the fans in Philly, I mean, they're gonna bring it. But it was so quiet. I will never forget. I was watching the the game, and all I could hear was Apple Bottom Jeans playing, yeah. on the, <laughs> and there was nothing else. And Trey Young's just like patrolling around the the court, and I'm like, this is the one of the most glorious for myself, glorious collapses I've seen. I guess since the box two days before, I guess everybody was talking about, but the box, got the box bounced back, but this was, this was something else.
1: I it's, it's, it's really been a, a playoff of collapses. I, I can't, I can't work this. I, I still remember <laughs> a few years back now that, that famous Clippers collapse at the hands of the Rockets. I think it might've been mm. game six at, yeah. at Staples where Josh they, pu- Smith. They, they pulled Harden and, and he didn't play the fourth quarter. And it was Josh Smith and Corey Brewer, and someone else, I think, and and they they rallied back this huge comeback, and now it seems to be happening in in every series this year. Like for for Philly, it's I mean, uh, where to from here? I guess yeah, there's going to be Simmons chat all all off season. Yeah, I I really don't. I mean, I'm, I pulled up his contract number now. Like, how do you move 170 million dollars? I just I can't <laughs> see it. I don't know how that's that's going to happen. I really. It's going to be don't. really interesting. Yeah, it's gonna
0: be really interesting because I know, and you joked. I mean, people are joking. Is Kemba Walker for Ben Simmons trade on the table? Maybe, um, but I don't know if the Thunder want to bring Ben Simmons in because I think he'll actually help you win games in the regular season. So I don't know if they want to do that. Um, yeah, man. And you know what's great? And the Celtics fans are already already doing it. It Embiid's pre agency's beginning. He's got two years left on his contract.
1: Pre-agency, yeah.
0: Pre-agency, and you know who is going to have a max cap space in two in two years?
1: Who, who is that?
0: The Boston Celtics. The Boston
1: Celtics, yeah. You
0: know who works out with um, Embiid in the off seasons? Jason Tatum.
1: Right, you've got a network of of, of green just all around uh, the league, just trying to put your fingers in everything, don't they?
0: Mate, Donovan Mitchell, Embiid, <laughs> Bam. One. What, Tatum's getting the—he's in the Olympics this year. We're going to make sure he's not the one who's recruited. He's the one doing the recruiting. But dude, the, these things fucking change quick, right? Like, you go from the, from middle of the season to six is are positioned to be great, and then Celtics are having a bad time with granted with reasons. And it's like, oh, do they have to worry about extensions and things like that? People yeah. asking for trades, and then bam, it just flips, and it's like, holy shit, we have to. Really? Like if the Sixers don't have a good year next year, M B will have one year left on his contract and everybody will be asking that summer if he's going to ask for a trade. I uh, I mean,
1: given, obviously, again, it's all kind of in the heat of the moment immediately yes, after course. the game. But <laughs> I, I, I really, I, 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 I still do find it difficult to see Simmons being on this team long-term. Yeah. Like, <laughs> e- even if they start the season next year with him, like, I don't know, but the trade is... is it's definitely on the table now. If it, if it was never before, it's definitely on the table now. Yeah. I, I think I, you, what you're kind of alluding to is is a correct. I mean, ultimately, you need to try and keep Joel happy. More more than anything mm-hmm. else, that's that's the be-all and end-all. And if, if Joel has lost faith in, in his ability to win a championship with Ben Simmons as his running mate, well, then you've got to make a call there.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. And how could he not? How could he not? I mean... He 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 said it in the post game. I would yeah. be shocked if if Simmons is not um, is not on another team next season. But moving on to one of your other teams that are no longer with us. But and look, this ended up being a great series. Nets Bucks. Unfortunately, we lost one point eight of the best players in the series between <laughs> Kyrie and Harden. But games five, six, and seven between. KD's 50-point played every single minute of the 48 minutes to all the way Game 7 where Giannis and KD are dueling into overtime. KD plays 53 out of 53 minutes. I mean, it was awesome.
1: It, it was, yeah. I, I, I don't think the Nets can be too disappointed given the, the yeah. circumstances. Obviously, the expectations for that team were high. And then when the hardened trade happened, it, they, they skyrocketed even more. Um, mm. as you touched on just to, just about with every other team injuries took their oh their, God, their yeah. toll, but I, like, I don't know, a part of me still has a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth. Like it, 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 it's incredible mm. considering KD's performance in this series, because KD really put his hand up and said, Hey, I'm the best guy in the world again. Um, <sighs> God, and yeah. and again, this is a return season from a blown Achilles, which people are, oh, people before the season started were were genuinely having conversations. Oh, will he ever be the same? Blah 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 blah. He is. He's been amazing in this series. He just he couldn't drag it out for him. I suppose it, ultimately there was a, a few that 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 shot to send it to OT was 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 crazy. Yay. <laughs> it was an inch, an inch, inch, inch in it. Yeah.
0: And did you see the story about how someone pulled it up? He likes to wear one size shoe too big because he likes the way that it feels.
1: Yeah, uh, it's just like
0: that, yeah. Anyway, you know, just wear the right size shoe. Um, but yeah, I mean, but like no, like look, I came into this series, you know, I'm not, I wasn't the biggest Nets fan, um, but look, they they kind of turned me, and could, and KD kind of turned me. So and all, we, we we barely talked about the Hawks, but we'll, 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 I just yeah, it, but I I think we'll, oh well. we'll
1: jump in in the preview for the for the yeah. Eastern yeah. Conference Finals, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's right, backdoor cut. Look, you know we're gonna be. a... Mate, be when when there.
1: the fearless leader is not here, sometimes the yeah, sometimes when you got the kids running the show, it's it, yeah, Josh. <laughs> this is what happens when you're not here. We
0: didn't even talk about the Hawks anyway. Um, but yeah, like the Nets kind of turns me like KD, yeah, best player in the world. LeBron's still right there but what he was able to do and even like before Kyrie went down um, the, the the type of basketball that these guys play the ball movement like everybody was like oh there's so much going to be so much isolation it's going to be boring to watch KD man like this is not the type of basketball that he likes to play he doesn't really want to drop 50 and 48 Yeah, like I was kind of surprised to see because um, you know people are like was this the best KD performance ever and there actually aren't that many performances where he, he goes like nuclear like this, because he just he kinda just likes to make the right play. He likes to and I think that's why he enjoyed playing for the Warriors for those first at least that first little while. It is it's cliche, but he's a hooper. And he, he just likes to to get buckets and get guys involved and um, so it was really, really fun to watch. But then Kyrie goes down and we really got to See what he could do, and that was kind of I was I was kind of going for the Nets. Like even though I had money on the, um, obviously I had money on the on the Nets, but I hated them. I I found myself going for the Nets in the end because I wanted more KD. I wanted to watch these Nets more than I wanted to watch these Bucks.
1: Yeah, I uh, I've always you've definitely been higher on the Bucks than I have, yeah. and my opinion on the Bucks hasn't really changed mm. too much, even given the way that the series played out. You know, after Game Two, when Nets put what forty on them, I I, I really kind of I had enough of the Bucks by that point already. But obviously, fair credit to them, they 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 toiled away and and managed to pull the series out. Uh, I think the Nets, looking back on it, there's probably some things that they would like to do differently. Some guys certainly didn't play up to potential. I think it's it's weird. I'm not I'm not blaming Joe Harris, the fourth best mm. guy on the team, but like. You know, he had a bad series by his standards. What happened to him? Yeah, he just he couldn't get in. He just couldn't get in the basket, right? This is a guy who was the best three point shooter in the, in the league in the regular season, and it Dude, all went to water. Me and,
0: me and my dad were like, this guy did not miss one shot against the Celtics in the first round, and now he cannot hit water if he fell out of the boat. It's un, unbelievable. Um, I mean. I saw some net rating thing about Jeff Green in, in the in the clincher. and feel like was one of the had one of the best net ratings of the of the team, um, and he had that massive game in Game Five at home, yep. and then he didn't have a great game in Game Six. But why why not? And that would be the only kind of thing I would say. Steve Nash maybe should at least tried. Like Joe Harris is sucking, and Jeff Green plays twelve, and Joe Harris plays forty six. Yeah, I mean at least give him a give him a go.
1: I I think, and and obviously, again, given overtime and given the load on KD, you know, some of those, some of those sort of, out-of-timeout plays that they had. I mean, that that, that mm. shot, again, for OT was just like, it was a horrendous possession. Oh, my and gosh. It, and it was just KD's brilliance that was able to pull that out. And then we saw a similar, I think a similar look in OT, and it was just mm. like, this is just, that's not the shot. That's not the yeah. shot that you want. Like, I don't know how you can try and, that, that's kind of what you need Nash to sort of scheme up something there. Obviously, everyone knows that KD is going to get the ball. So it, that makes it a bit more difficult, but it, it just it it started to look a bit bad. Considering again, yes, he he played like fifty minutes, and and settling for that shot was just it was heartbreaking because it's like if you can get him a better look, he probably he probably gets yeah. it. Yeah, he was he was
0: just cooked, man. Oh, he was so he was cooked. absolutely like, gassed. Yeah, that that overtime, I was like screaming at the TV. I'm like, why they're not getting it to KD? Yeah. And Harden's like wobbling up the court and it's like they're trying to get something going in OT because KD is just... Just doesn't doesn't have anything left.
1: All of them as well. Like I, I feel yeah. like that whole OT was pretty sloppy for both teams. Oh, like yeah. it was just missed shots, bricks, bricks, bricks. Uh, yeah. You know, that's I, Game Seven to say. Yeah, as well. I, I mean, you brought up Harden. Like Harden, I've been a bit critical of Harden in this series, but at the same time, it, it's difficult to be critical of him because obviously, given the the injury and the circumstances yeah. there, it hasn't been a, a, a typical James Harden series in terms of numbers or production. But he he's played big minutes and he's he's another body on the court and he's done his job in that regard. But there are times where he, he, you sort of did question whether or not he was a a net positive or not out there.
0: Yeah. That first one he came in, I was like the the amazing KD game. I thought he shouldn't be out there. Um, I think he just needed to learn how to play with what he had. Like granted he was five for 17, two for 12. He still went to the line 10 times, knocked every single one down in the most like he's like, you know what I can still do? I can grift, baby. Yeah. I can still get my way to the free throw line. He had 22, 9 and 9 on a fucking torn hamstring and played 40 or 53 53 minutes. Unreal. But on the other side, I, I respect to Giannis, man. He kind of did what Ben Simmons couldn't. Like he he got through it and was able to to knock down his free throws and stay with it. In the end, like he went eight for a 14 up from the line, which, you know, you, you'd want that to be more than 57%, but that was all they needed. And you know what? I actually think that the crowd may have been the difference in the game. Like at first he was shook, but then the counting.
1: You, you didn't like the – you think that it he, helped him.
0: He got into a rhythm at one point. He was just like – it was like a metronome, and he started knocking uh-huh. them down. And I'm like, dude, you guys got to stop counting. I think
1: it's <laughs> –
0: you have to stop counting because he was knocking him. He hit six in a row at one point. I was like, "Oh my god, he's fixed it." But man, like game six, elimination game at home, thirty points, seventeen rebounds. Game seven on the road, 40, 13, and five. I mean, considering where we where we thought he was a week ago.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you really do got to give him props. Like he, he was, he was amazing. He, he, I mean, obviously, again, yes, there's certain things about his game that may be something that that uh, Atlanta can look at and try and target in the next series and, and definitely, I think Brooklyn, try. I think any team that come up in a series against Milwaukee over the last three years have tried to do this and if anything, it's just more, his brilliance in other aspects that you just can't stop. He's just literally unstoppable in, in some of these things. When he gets a head of steam, you know, you, you can't guard it. It doesn't really matter what scheme or who you put in front of him. You know, he's just going to be bigger and stronger and, and be able to get past you. So, he was he was really good. I thought Chris Middleton was was really good. So mm-hmm. you, they if those two are good, the Milwaukee are going to be tough.
0: Yeah, dude. And I I, I wonder if they've survived the Drew Holiday monsters stole his talent, Eric Bledsoe impersonation. Like, I, I he was he was awful. He was awful. And then and then he, but he then in the fourth quarter he had that like. Little stretch, and he hit two threes in another bucket, and yeah. he kind of was part of the reason they got it done.
1: Yeah, he definitely. I, I do remember that stretch. It, it definitely just it looked like a rhythm thing where he just obviously found a little bit of a groove and and backed himself, and and yeah, they definitely needed that. So, I I think more than anything, Drew just being being not bled. So, like this yeah, is the point that you've made all season, and I think yeah. it came to fruition in this series where. You know, just. even just on the other end. Yeah. Just. just. Even like his, his flexibility to be able to switch and, and he did yeah. guard KD for stretches and guard oh. for. Yeah. Like he, he, that, that helped immensely for them. Yeah.
0: Well, that was who was guarding KD on the final shot because P.J. Tucker got ejected. Who, I mean, who saw P.J. Tucker being able to defend KD like that yeah. for yeah. an entire series? That was amazing. Um, but yeah. So looking forward, I think. If you just get, I guess, I don't know, 80% of normal Drew Holiday as opposed to whatever that was in that series, you gotta, if you're in Milwaukee, you gotta be thinking, you're gonna be feeling pretty fucking good. I think you're happy that um, Philly isn't the team that gets through. One, you get home court now. That's huge. And you don't have to deal with Embiid. I think Drew Holiday, I mean, I mean, I mean, Trey Young, dude, I don't know. He, uh, there's, I don't think there's ever been a player for me. Or collectively as a basketball universe that have done a bigger 180 on Trey Young, <laughs> like
1: I, I mean, I, What were your thoughts on his game today? He had a he had a, oh. a pretty bad game box score wise, but I, I, I think he he never really put it. He never really put the gun in the holster. He kept shooting and he he kept looking for ways to attack and get guys looks. Like uh, I think the playoffs is just it doesn't phase him. He's one of those guys. He he's, he he overall in this series and and obviously in the the Knicks series as well he's he's been he's been great
0: dude and yeah i mean obviously i mean you thought at halftime you're like okay the sixers got in trouble because Trey yeah. young has not has made one shot yeah um but he struggled again but then in the fourth quarter man he was, i mean he wasn't amazing but 3 3 for 7 and that's yeah. and he had that deep that deep clutch three yeah and dyble fouled him and uh, but yeah dude like you just you just cut. he just kept firing. He just was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna keep getting downhill. Yeah, I'm gonna keep firing away." This this dude's tough as shit. He's tough as shit. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I I think he's. I love his floater, like that ability oh to get God. in the lane and and obviously the first thought you have with Trey Young is the three pointers, but mm. he's he's a pretty complete guy offensively at least. Like he, oh, he can yeah. kind of do it everywhere, and I mean. The contrast between that and and the point guard on the other team in this series is just like oh like if yeah. can you imagine if if that guy had had some of this arsenal as well you know it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's tantalizing and that's that's kind of the that's the that's the the blessing and the <laughs> curse with Simmons in whole career but yeah I, I mean it'll be I don't know I, I think Atlanta and and Milwaukee as you said I think Milwaukee probably would have preferred Atlanta to go through. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I I'm still so down on Milwaukee. I'm not a massive fan of them, so it's it's difficult. But at the same Fair time, enough. they have Giannis, and it's it's yeah. I, I struggle to see Atlanta keeping a lid on on him. So it's it's going to be yeah. interesting there.
0: It's going to be really yeah. I'm I'm super. I'm actually more excited by this series than I would have been of the Philly Sixers. Series. It would yeah. have just been a fucking
1: uh yeah seven game.
0: Other slop fest yeah. would have been 42-42 uh every every single game um but dude like kevin Herter, john collins like gallo they, they were just a solid team bunch of guys that get bu- get buckets um see collins rocked up to the post game with uh, a t-shirt of him dunking on him yeah Dude, I- just- this I think swag. that they,
1: they've got good vibes at the moment, Atlanta. Yeah. I, I'm totally buying all the vibes that the Hawks have at the moment. I, I love that. I think they're, in many ways, kind of the 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 Miami of last year in this playoffs, where the vibes just are working. I mean, you mentioned Kevin Herder. This is the the white guy who has a couple of good games, and all of a sudden now he's like a pop culture icon. Like I, I kind of I kind of want that to happen for Kevin Herder now. Like I'm all yeah. I'm here for it for sure.
0: So. You know who they really remind me of is the Celtics um, from like the 20, what is it, 2018, whatever the year they went to the conference finals and played the Cavs in the conference finals. The
1: first Tatum year. The first Tatum year. Tatum rookie um, year.
0: Tatum rookie year. Um, Trey Young explosion onto the scene. Young team vibes. No one really saw them getting to the conference finals. Um, Obviously, Trey Young's... They're ahead than where where Tatum was back then, but young team, the vibes. But I kind of, I just don't. I think they're going to run into the better team at the at the end. Uh, but the thing is, there's no LeBron, and that's why, man, I was watching this, and I was I was so upset the Celtics couldn't have gotten healthy this year because, I mean, assuming you don't run into the Nets here, there's not, none of these teams are like LeBron.
1: Yeah. Caliber. I I know what you mean, and I mean even. I think you can chuck a a healthy Clay, Steph, Jay, Warriors into that mix as well. Like this is the first season in a long, long time, probably since the LeBron Miami days, where. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. You haven't been able to pencil a team in, and I mean, the fact that now you look at the two matchups in the conference finals—it's what two teams have never won a championship, and the other two were, it was in like the fifties or the sixties or something. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it, that, from that aspect, it's that's a, it's a good story. It's not more of the same. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's it's awesome, but yeah, I think yeah, no matter who wins now, it's it's a it's a cool story. I kind of I kind of hope it ends up going to. Um, the Giannis, or I think the Suns are my team now. Um, and there's, there's no one left for me to hate. Like Lakers, gone, Sixers gone, Nets gone, Jazz gone. Um, who, who we'll get to in a second, but um, I never didn't really hate the Jazz, but um, but yeah. And you, don't, so, you don't
1: hate the Clippers?
0: Nah, what, what is there to hate about the Clippers? Oh, mate, they, yeah. w-
1: Paul George, you know like Paul George. I
0: don't. I don't but I don't, I don't, I don't ha- actively hate him.
1: I'm just like If anything I think doing? I mean we'll we'll touch on it when we jump yeah. into that series. Yeah. But uh yeah, I, I I do know what you mean. I, I think it I, I kinda I'm joining you on the Phoenix bandwagon. I, I kinda mm. I, I think that story of Chris Paul. I um I've been a, a Booker fan for a while now. I think this is his first run in the playoffs and mm. again he's another one of these guys like Trey where he just hasn't looked out of place oh. at all. If you want to talk about people that have Sort of been scared and and shrunk away from the limelight or making the shot. These Devin Booker, Trey Young, these guys are the complete opposite. Dang. It hasn't faced yeah. them at all. They they look like this is where they belong. I, I think we're gonna Man. we're gonna see these two guys in the playoffs for the next fifteen years, which is awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, um, yeah. so I I'm kind of I'm 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 planting my flag on, on Phoenix Suns Island. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And just just before we hop off the the Hawks as well, they're also missing uh, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. And Bogey, who played, but that knee thing, yeah, dude, and that's also, so. what, yeah, what worries me going into the next round is if he's not right, um, and he hasn't been right for like three games. Even before yeah. that, he wasn't wasn't great. Um, but if you're a Hawks fan, and I know the feeling, and it's the best feeling in the world when you're a young team and you overperform, and you've got Trey and Herder and all these guys, um, and there's no reason for you to not to not feel. Insanely excited about where you can go. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see, because um, no one, no one's really been able to target Trey Young yet. And yeah,
1: that's a, it's a really good point. I mean, yeah. I, like the, the thing that I, I mean, obviously the Sixers have a couple of good defenders in Simmons and and Thibel who you know on paper you think that these guys are probably the best guys to try and throw at Trey. And Trey, for the most part, still had a pretty effective mm. series. He was still able to do well. Uh, Milwaukee, again, you've got a couple of guys like Drew Holiday that they can kind of throw on him and, and feel reasonably mm. confident. I don't know. The thing that I like about this Atlanta team, and I've said this before, it's just I like the fact that there's multiple dudes on the on the team who can handle the ball, who can play make, who can shoot the ball, they can score. Like, I mean, we, we're we joking about it a little bit, but Kevin Herter, legit, you know, Gall- Gallinari off the bench. Like, Lou Williams can come on and give you 10 minutes and just be a little bit of a spark plug. Like, it's – I and uh, again, injured, but Bogdan Bogdanovich, like – all these mm-hmm. guys are, are shooters. All these guys can play make like a, that sort of versatility where it's not just all heavy. Just Trey Young, yeah. go get us a bucket every single time. Like that aspect of it is is just like well, any of these guys on any given night can, can mm-hmm. maybe get you. So that's that aspect is is probably what I like the most about Atlanta. I Again, I, I, I I've always been a best guy on the on the series yeah. is, is probably going to go through. So in that sense, it's Giannis and you know Milwaukee. You've probably Gotten through the biggest tests that they've had in the last sort of in this whole bud run against this Nets team, so it's it's all green ticks there. Um, mm. I yeah, I I'm 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 optimistic for Atlanta, but at the same time, uh, I do think that that Giannis might be a little bit too much for them.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't see it being a, a four or five game series. I do I think Atlanta, as you said, man, and I think that's probably the, the Bucks' weakness, maybe. Um, but every team, the the more the more People you have that can handle the ball, yeah. shoot, and yeah, like basic and, and defend as well. But like, yeah, if you can handle and create your own shot, it that's it's so valuable. And Atlanta has a bunch of those guys.
1: Yeah, do do so. you think that it's? I mean, it, 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 kind of taking away from this Nets Bucks series. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, do you think that the play for Atlanta is to try and really slow it down and, and get into the half court, or or what's? <laughs> I'm obviously again. Giannis Mm. is another one of these guys who, in transition, is unstoppable. But Mm. it's it's still pretty difficult to limit what he can do because you know he'll still go for thirty anyway. So it's 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 tough. Mm.
0: No, I think I think you're right. I think you want to slow it down because I think I think Atlanta's offense, I would say, is as good um, as the Bucks in the half court. I think I think Trey. I mean, it's gonna be fun to watch True Holiday Chase. Yeah. Uh, try Young around for a series, but I mean, he's incredible in the half court. He's just so quick. Can he can attack you from thirty-five feet all the way down to the rim? So, um, but I think you slow it down because that's when Giannis is just too much. You, you want at least make him work in the half court because once he gets out and running, they've they've got Buckley's Buckley's have probably trying to slow Giannis down in the half court, um, but that's exciting. Alrighty, another funeral for bait Dog. The Jazz. Uh,
1: oh God. Did, did
0: this one hurt the most? I'm yeah, sure.
1: de- definitely did. Like I don't know with Philly, I feel. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for a few years now, and I feel like <laughs> it's the same conversation every year with Philly. So it's, yeah, that's fair. I, I'm not even kind of surprised to an extent, but you know, I, I I really did think with Utah that they had turned a corner this year, and I, I don't know. To be honest, I think. I still kind of think they did. I think they were just let down do. in the playoffs. So, if anything, maybe it was kind of a victim of, of of in previous playoff runs. They've always come up against kind of better teams straight up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a James Harden Rockets or it's it's whatever it is, and they've just mm-hmm. they've kind of just been cannon fodder. But this year, it, it's a it's a genuine real test, and and it was a test for all those players and and also for the coaching staff. And I, I think Quinn Snyder maybe came up a little bit short in this series. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I think we'll talk about Rudy Gobert at some point, and, and <laughs> I think we and, will. And what happened in Game Seven, and 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 some of his limitations and flaws. But at the same time, like it, uh, uh, you can't level it all at him. I, I think that's where the coach needs to come, and 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 that's where the coaches make their money. And he has to he has to make some tough decisions there.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's just on Rudy because, yeah, look. You want your defensive player of the year to be on the court for forty-five minutes, but it was incredibly obvious in the second half when when that run was happening that Rudy just could not be on the court. Like, okay, did you, I mean, did you see the video of Donovan Mitchell after the game reading Terrence Mann's box score? Yeah, and he's just he's just going. He only missed six shots. It's like, dude, this guy was molten lava hot at this point, and you're not gonna. Do anything because they could have gone small, like just put put Clarkson in.
1: Yeah, they like definitely they, they definitely have the depth. One of the the biggest strengths of this jazz team over the course of this whole season is that depth, and and them being able to run seven or eight deep and and be comfortable with that in the playoffs. You know, obviously some teams mm-hmm. were just talking about the Nets playing fifty minutes. Like you can't say that for all teams. I mm-hmm. I think with Utah they definitely could have whether it's it's Clarkson, whether it's Ingles, what you know, whatever it looks like, but. They, for whatever reason, I, I guess to an extent, you have to kind of just back your guy, and obviously Rudy is one of their guys, and they paid this guy last last summer, and mm. you got to show him a little bit of, of faith. But at the same time, I, I don't think there's any harm in pulling the guy out and trying something different. If if you've given up again, this is another series where they had a, a massive lead at halftime. Like I, in our chat, I was joking around a little bit. I, I sent a screenshot mm. of, of the odds, and I think it was Utah were a dollar one. Mm. And you mm. could have the Clippers for fifteen dollars at halftime.
0: Far out!
1: And then um, Terrence Man came out in the second half and 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 just the, went nuclear.
0: The Terrence Man game. I mean, no one saw that coming. To be fair, but yeah, you, you have to you have to try something. It, it might not have worked. Like it might not have whatever you tried. Yeah, it may it may still have happened. But you, you just don't want to go down wondering yeah like, exactly should yes. I have done yeah. something yeah should I have done something and like do you I mean maybe we'll explore that later out but I was cool. gonna I was gonna ask about Rudy O'Bear trade but um uh maybe we save that for 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 another no, day I,
1: but- I'm definitely not there yet if you've got me there with Simmons and the Sixers absolutely but <laughs> I I don't think that's the I, I still think that Rudy is is one of the best centers in the game right He's, i mean he was third team all nba and and obviously third time defensive player of the year but there are just certain i mean this is where i think Lu at the same time i'm critical of, of snyder i'm i'm very I'm, i want to heap some praise on Lu. i think Lu is oh a guy gosh, yeah. who we have at certain points and, and not only us but you sort of question how good is this guy like this guy got carried to a hit by lebron and mm-hmm. and then obviously this is his second head coaching job and he's coaching Kawhi leonard and paul george like May I could coach Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? No, <laughs> he made some really good adjustments in this series, um, not only in this series but also in the Mav series. So he's been he's been really good. And I mean, Terrence Mann. Who would have thought? But like that's that's the guy who ultimately came out and, and killed killed him in in Game Seven. And not only Terrence Mann, but that uh, poor George. I think that's he's another bad. that's another interesting wrinkle of this series where. You know, poor George against the Jazz. He had that series when he was on the Thunder a couple of years ago, where I think mm. probably the birth of, of of playoff P and and what yeah. that looks like when it goes wrong. Um, yep. And then he kind of we saw it early in this series a little bit. I think maybe uh, it might have been game two, games or, one and two, game, yeah. yeah, both of the the home games in, in Utah. But then towards the end of the series, obviously found his groove and and looked more like the poor George of of the regular season. So. Given yeah, Given that they had no Kawhi, like it's it's really imperative that he steps up, and and he did that.
0: Yeah, they yeah, the Jazz obviously Mitchell was a bit hobbled, and Conley only came back towards the end, but Kawhi was out. You gotta you gotta get it done. But man, I'm like I'm like legitimately happy for as you said, I, I was never a massive Paul George uh, hater. I just just like what what's happening? Yeah, he, he's he's a top fifteen player in the regular season or whatever, and then he's just completely a no-show for the last couple of playoffs. And that, like, all all the people that come out of the woodworks now being like, see, this is Paul George, you guys were full of shit. We weren't making up this Paul George, like, thing. Like, he was collapsing in front of our eyes. It was, was like, it was was happening. It it was
1: almost as if, like, he was under the rim and had a dunk and he decided to pass it out instead, you know what I mean? Like... I just keep coming back. I just keep coming back to it.
0: Yeah, too. We're going to be seeing. That's going to unfortunately be like a signature thing for Ben Simmons until he does what Paul George did now. Yeah, like you can you can reverse these things. How many careers? Look at Chris Paul. Like, which was probably unfair. It wasn't a lot of his fault. But look, like these these things can change in an instant. Um, and so congrats to Paul George. Um, I also just want to say shouts to Donovan Mitchell, man. Like.
1: Well, that was my. I wanted yeah, to do a little bit, two minutes on the jazz. What happens yeah. now? And and yeah, I think Don this year really pounced himself in as a, a superstar in this league. Like I even I I kind of had questions on him a little bit, mm. you know. And I think the bubble last year was the bubble, and it was hard to know what was real and what was fake. But you know, he in the playoff games that he was able to play this year, obviously he, he missed the first mm-hmm. few uh, against the Grizzlies in round one, but. He has been immense for them. He's been awesome for them. I, 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 this is his team. Utah need to do whatever they need to do to keep him happy and to keep him engaged and wanting to to be there. Um, you kind of touched on it a little bit there. If 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 there's a little bit of pressure there, mm. well, you you've got to back your superstar and your superstar is Donovan Mitchell. I think yep. even across the league, like people are going to watch him in this playoffs and be like, respect. This guy's yeah. an absolute all star. You know, there's been a little bit of. Stuff about Utah, and I mean, I still loll at that all star selection and, and mm-hmm. nobody wanting a bar of Rudy and, and Donovan. and But I, I, I mean, I think Donovan Mitchell has absolutely proven his place in in that sort of crop of young superstars in the league. We talk about Trey Young, and we talk about obviously you love Jason Tatum, and we and mm. um, uh, who, uh, Devin Booker, yeah. but I, I was I mean, thinking Dom's about it, right today, there. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, like I think. And I don't think it's unfair like to wonder like Trey Young won twenty games, Devin Booker won twenty games. It's not unfair to wonder if these guys are gonna be able to do it at the highest level. Um, but now you see these guys just going off. And look, I don't I almost don't even care what order you have these guys in, but to me now it's like Tatum, Luca, Booker, Trey, Don, that five, and then you got Zion, who we haven't seen yet, but I think if you got those five, you're like, these guys can play in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I, I have I, no doubt. There's I think uh,
1: I think a big thing as well, right? And let's use a few of those names. I think with Donovan mm-hmm. and I think with Tatum, like obviously they were both fortunate enough to land on organizations who mm-hmm. were just just better organizations at the time yeah. and and were playing playoffs from year one, where some of these guys landed on teams that were at the absolute ass end of the standings. And I mean, we're, we're talking normal. about Devin Booker, who, yeah, of course, in a in a draft system where. The bad teams get the best picks. I mean, it's taken Phoenix, what, seven years or whatever. Whatever mm-hmm. year of Devin Booker's career, it seems like it's that long. It and-
0: took him longer than it should have. Yes, yeah. Not necessarily Devin, but them in general. Yes, yeah. Um,
1: And then all of a sudden now, in, in year one of, of playoff Booker, he looks absolutely amazing. So you're right. I think the future of the league is in good hands. It's 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 extremely interesting that this season we're, we're seeing it pretty much. One of these guys is going to yeah. hold up the trophy. I mean, so... yeah. That that aspect of it is cool, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, dude, that was my takeaway watching the the Suns game this morning, and then the Hawks afterwards. I'm like, there's just these 25 and under guys that, and it's 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 thank God because we're you know LeBron's 36, KD. I mean, he, obviously he still got a couple of years left, but um, D Wade was gone. Like the, the we're starting to lose. Melo's still around, but we're losing that the, that generation. And these guys are incredible, and so. I'm um, and it's just it's just awesome. Like this playoffs, yeah, the injuries have sucked, but thankfully we've had these young superstars that have just like kept kept it all going. It's been so good.
1: And uh, the other thing as well, and we touched on it earlier, like just the fact that it's it's just a completely different bunch of teams. All these guys, they, you know that aspect of it. Like sometimes you can pencil in the NBA as one of these sporting leagues where at the start of the year it's like, oh, LeBron. Mm. Ron versus the Warriors for four years straight like it's you know where obviously there's a lot of talent in the league and and even if it has been because of injuries or whatever other circumstances COVID like Mm. we're going to have one of these young new new upstarts potentially win the championship this year which is it's really exciting
0: yeah well I mean you know if if Devin Booker wins it's going to come on both ends of the generations we're going to have CP3 yeah. finally getting one and then, yeah. Um, so just on that series, I don't know, it kind of feels like we're both leaning Suns. Um, I invested heavily into the Suns midway through the the Jazz, the uh, Nuggets series, and I'm feeling incredibly confident about that at the moment. A um, little bit of a worry scare in the middle of last week with CP3 and the COVID thing. Um, and you just don't get any information about how long he's going to be out for. There was a report today that he – um has been symptom free, so he got the vaccine, symptom free, but he just passed a positive and they expect him back early in the series, whatever that means. But they got one win and that means they've bought another they've bought a bunch of time um with every win that they get to to get him back. Um but this Clippers team, I mean, is Tyloo gonna do it again? Go down one or two games and then bring it back?
1: I I mean it's on paper, it's a pretty interesting series. You know, I think obviously the the Suns we've been very complimentary of them as a team and and just their their versatility and and I think they're a perfect example of what you want from one through five and then on your bench as well. Like they all shoot the ball well and they they play fast, but they can play in the half court as well. They, they can do a little bit of everything. Um, I it, it's it's crazy to think that they are this far already in a Western Conference Finals mm. for me. And, and I, I obviously, I'm, I am I said earlier, I'm, I'm on Suns Island and I want them to, to go through. Mm. Um, I, I think it will be, I don't think it's going to be an easy series. Obviously, they had to win this morning, but...
0: I, it was a tight I, game. It was an awesome game. Like, it wasn't a, a pushover by any means. Yeah,
1: yeah. I and it, it'll be interesting, I think, as well, obviously, with Chris Paul being out and how much, mm. you know, Devin can kind of hold the fort. Or whether or not it's going to be any anything at all, maybe it, it won't matter too much. I don't know, but I I, I I'm I'm drinking the Ty Lue Kool Aid in the sense that I yeah. think that he's going to cook up some changes and he'll be he'll be very versatile and adaptable to to what he sees unfold in front of him. Monty Williams hasn't really kind of had that. Obviously, the Lakers in round one was a bit of a test, but once AD went down, you kind of thought it was it was probably going to lean towards the Suns, which it did. But obviously, round two was a sweep. So it's it's kind of interesting with the Suns. In a way, we, we kind of almost forget them a little bit, which might help them in a way place in their favour.
0: Yeah, man. Um, the Yeah, the Suns haven't really had to worry too much. I mean, that first round, it looked like they were dead in the water, but the AD injury and then they just blew the doors off them from there. And then the Nuggets had just didn't have it. Um, but look, um the Clippers just, just came off game six and had to play like a day later and after yeah. flying to Phoenix and they kind of said this would happen coming into the game, but the what are they were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like ten deep on the bench because they couldn't they couldn't run these guys. I mean, poor George still played forty five. Jeez, I didn't realise that. Um because it was close. Like I mean, if you're a Clippers fan you kind of hoped that if Phoenix maybe ended it a bit earlier, but uh, actually, sorry, I've got the wrong box score. Apologies. Um,
1: I think he played 38. 38, yeah. 30, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wrong
0: box score. Um, yeah. But like, you know, Devin Booker took a 40-point triple-double from him yeah. and it was, it was tight. And, you know, a little bit more rest, some adjustments. I would expect this series to be, at least each game, to be quite tight. Um,
1: yeah. I hope so. I mean, I, I think in the same way with Utah. I mean, that series was a very tight series and ultimately – you know, I, I think a few key little tactical things was the major difference. I think it could very well be the same in in this series.
0: Mm. Yeah, so I think we're both picking Suns. Do you want to give it a number? Um,
1: I I kind of want to go seven. I, go I seven. yeah. Oh,
0: give give it to me. <laughs> the games seven in the value. Oh my god. Yeah. I think it might go. I think it might go one. earlier. give me six. Suns in six. Um, all right. So that I don't think we've missed. Anything from the playoffs, um, conference finals. Let's go. We'll do a couple minutes on the blockbuster trade of the season happening over the weekend. Kemba Walker for Al Horford. He's back. They had to offload the 16th pick. They had to pay to get off the contract. Um, Moses Brown, the seven foot two giant, and some. Second round shenanigan swaps that no one cares about. Um, what, are you, what are your first first thoughts as a? Um, I would say an objective bystander as a hater of, of the men in the green. I I, mean,
1: I don't I I mean you you mentioned Moses Brown I don't even know who Moses Brown is. <laughs> I, that's how much Oklahoma basketball I watched last season. Like fair enough. I, I only
0: I, saw him play two games when he played the Celtics. Yeah,
1: so. <laughs> I, I mean obviously. Getting off the the Kemba contract is is the the big thing here more than anything else, and it, it gives them a little bit of flexibility going forward. Yeah. Uh, I think it also kind of it kind of helps with their rotation even a little bit. I think you need to kind of free it up for Tatum a little bit more even, yeah. and by having Kemba there as much as you need multiple ball handlers. I mean, Marcus Smart can can more yeah. than more than capable of filling that role, so. It's it sort of, it makes sense on all accounts. And obviously, again, Al Horford coming in as well is, is only an added plus. That's a, mm-hmm. an Excel tick and a, a good locker room guy. And he's also going to be effective on the floor. I still think he'll he'll be yeah. pretty good for them. So, yeah, I mean, surely you're, you're happy with this, right? Oh, I
0: I, I love the trade. Um, I kind of think it's going to be similar to you. It's crazy that we end up back here with the Sixers, but where they were last year and they had all the, like they brought Seth Curry in and they just like kind of tinkered with the roster. I think this is going to make, have that kind of impact, having a backup five that can shoot threes. Tatum on the pick, anytime he's had a pick-and-pop guy, it's um, actually knocked down shots. It's just been amazing. Um, I, 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 it's, it's just really funny that Brad Stevens was the coach and immediately traded Kemba Walker to the Oklahoma City Thunder, immediately banished him to the, to the nether, world, nether regions of the NBA and brought back a guy that he know, knows can play in the playoffs. Obviously, limited options with who you can trade because of that contract. But, um, yeah, I think it was very telling that, one, you don't want to have to worry about if Kemba's going to be healthy. But I, th- I think Stevens and rightly so had questions about if Kemba could play at the highest level. Um, he's not a Trey Young-level offensive player at all, and especially anymore. And defensively, is. A negative, no, at most, a, no, he's a net negative, he's a great charge taker. Um, and then you get $10 million cap relief this season, which means it's easier to re-sign Evan Fournier. And all of a sudden you, like, you can start building some really, really, really good defensive lineups with Smart at the one, and then you got got and Brown, and if Fournier is your worst defender and you got Rob Williams and Al Horford, I think Brad's like, okay, our defence sucked just yet, I'm... We're getting defenders. And so I think you just reset. The money comes off. I've spoken about how the the free agency slot in 2023, they can also do some other stuff after this year to open up like 20 million plus, um, maybe more. And look, Tatum, he's gone to the Olympics. He's starting his recruiting journey over the next, uh, next few weeks to bring in whoever. I'm not sure who else is going to be there um, that he can actually poach. But, um, but no, I, I'm, I'm stoked with this trade. I mean, Moses Brown as a throw in, seven foot two guy who per 36 averaged 15 36. and 15. Um, but I don't know. I've been doing a bit of a deep dive on listening to some Suns podcasts and stuff. And they're like, before people knew who he was, he was like doing, like grabbing like monster rebound numbers. And then once he popped up on the scouting report, he didn't do a whole lot. But Look, he's twenty-one. He's seven foot two. If he can turn into someone that can play ten minutes a game, great. But um, but yeah, I I really like it. And President Brad, yeah, he's,
1: let's he's go. he hasn't he's he hasn't taken any steps backwards in 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 in, in the new role. He's he's absolutely mm. getting his his hands dirty straight away. I mean, I obviously the other big piece to fall right is is the coaching situation, but. Yeah. I, I think getting that canvas situation sorted and getting it sorted so early, like the fact that we're talking about it right now, is, is yes, yeah, well,
0: yeah. I think he's like, and and also he was like, I'm done drafting these guys between fourteen and twenty. I'm yeah, having, yeah. Um, um, I, I know you love Grant Williams, but you know, I've, I've, I've had well, a- that's.
1: I mean, not. To, I don't want to get too much more into it, but like, yeah. I, I think. I think the Celtics starting five potentially can be really good. And, and maybe even yeah. if, if you want to go six deep, yeah, sure. But I think from seven down, that's where it starts to get a bit annoying. And that's going to be the challenge for Brad, sort of, yeah. I, I suppose, to try and make some positive impact there.
0: Yeah, this is this will get get a little bit more in the weeds, which we can do. But, like, I actually – I like Peyton Pritchard. He was really good. Romeo Langford was actually really solid against the Nets. And Neesmith showed a fair bit towards the end. So – and and so if you know they're all rookies and first year second year guys i mean you would exp- like it would be weird for them to not get better yeah. so um and as much as i think they'll be a lot better next year it's more about the year after that um yeah. and well it's, yeah it's more about the year after that i think for them to have a, like a legit title shot before um before they start making like big changes with the cap the salary cap and stuff like that um, so yeah, I'm excited. I think they can put some good defensive lineups. Tatum, I mean, I've been. I'm gonna. I don't know how many times I'm gonna watch that 50 point game against Durant um, from the first round. But I mean, the Celtics played the Nets pretty tough with it. The, they were healthy, and so you look at it that way. And they have guys that can play in the playoffs. Like you look at the Sixers, and they had Embiid and Maxi, and who was who was the other one we said that kind of played well um, on the Sixers. Um,
1: Ah oh, man, come on! They all they, really the only one that didn't play well was Ben, and to, to, Toby was a bit hot and cold. But well,
0: like, yeah, and like Thibault was good, but you know you need guys that can actually can do multiple things, you know. And, and so, um, yeah, but I, I mean, I I, I
1: like I mean Thibault in many ways in in my opinion kind of compa- I mean Marcus Smart's a better ball handler, but like obviously yes. they, they're there for defense, and and I mean if you can hit up a spot up three, then sweet, awesome. That's kind of the the role. Uh,
0: You're right. The problem is is having him and Ben on the court at the same time.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, No, yeah. I totally agree. You don't need – you can have one person on the court that has suboptimal offensive skills as long as they are an incredible plus on the other end. But, yeah, love the trade. I don't know. Celtics come back to the conference finals maybe next year. (laughs) Who knows? They're they're in the mix. I mean, watching this re like reinforced outside of the nets, Bucks, Sixers, Hawks, whoever you want, Heat, whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I that mean, could, I, could I've always, anywhere. I've always been team least in conference, and yeah. I mean, this season has, and I mean, I don't mean that in disparaging ways towards Atlanta and 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 Milwaukee. Well, I mean, I do a little bit to Milwaukee, but like it's <laughs> ultimately, I mean, it's it's funny that we what we've got a, a three versus five in in the conference finals in the East. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: which I imagine hasn't happened for a while.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah and we go, yeah, one and what did, – what did the Clippers end up as? Four? One and four. Yeah, four, yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, and the, the West was definitely – it's hard to say, I don't know, with all the injuries and stuff, I don't think there's any team in the West that, as good as the Suns have looked, I wouldn't say, like a healthy Lakers would have beaten them, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I mean, I think your underlying point is that if the Celtics can put the right coach in there and, and mm-hmm. stay healthy next year, they're, they're, they're as yeah. good a shot as anybody in the East. Yeah.
0: yeah, you got two, you got one guy in Tatum who can go toe to toe with Durant and Jalen who is amazing as well. So, yeah, looking forward to another season of Celtics basketball. But in the meantime, you all get ready for the conference finals. Beatty. I'll catch you. I'll catch you on the group chat my, this my, week.
1: My boys are in Cancun right now. All my boys. We're all fishing.
0: <laughs> well, I guess that's it for us. Uh, three, two, one, Cancun.